Good morning, good evening and good afternoon all and welcome to this fortnight's instalment of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you could discover your next favourite artist. On today's episode, I am joined by Southeast London-based artist Naya Lone. Naya Lone is truly one of those artists that the average person would struggle to box into one single category, showing versatility in his work, uniquely mixing hip-hop, R&B and indie to create symphonies for our ears. He is definitely one to keep on your radar. Please welcome Naya Lone to the Ish Plus Six podcast. Let's go, let's go. What's going on, bro? What's going on? Hey, what are you telling me? Bro, I'm living, man. I'm here. I'm in Essex. You know the vibes. You are in Lucium, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct, right? Yeah, Louis. That's sick, man. Tell me. I'm from Essex, by the way. Essex. Essex. It's Yeah, because I don't hear anything about them ends. Do you know what it is? It, the part where I live is a little bit dead because it's just full of commuters and stuff. Yeah, there's not much going on in this spot. No. <laughs> Bro, it's yeah. like That's what you're on. Exactly, man. You know the vibes. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right as well. It's Naya Lone, right? Naya, Naya. Yeah. Naya. Sick. We'll get into the meaning behind that name a little bit later on into the episode. I do want to start off this podcast the way we start off every single episode. The viewers know you've seen every episode. We always start off with a joke. Today's no different. Let's just uh, let's get it out of the way. Uh, Why did the boy fall off the swing at the park? Why did the boy fall off the swing in the park? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Why did a boy fall off the swing in the park? He had no arms. I don't. Fam, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, listen. What? <laughs> hey, listen, it wasn't me. I didn't make I up the joke, right? That's joke, fam. I didn't make it up, fam. Look, do you know what? I was reading it. I was like, do you know what? This one's a little bit questionable, but hey, we'll... we'll, we'll... I expected something that was in my head. I was like, what's this guy on? What's he going to tell me? <laughs> Bro, listen, I didn't Fuck make it. I... When I read it earlier on, when I was looking for a joke, I was like, do you know what? I, <laughs> Whatever, man. Let's just put this one in the show. Whatever. Like, this is... um, I want to talk about the Naya Lone origin story a little bit. I want to talk about how you started making music, when, where, who, what, where. Where did the name Naya Lone come from? Give us the rundown of how Naya Lone became Naya Lone. I say nothing. So, um, I got like, yeah, Naya Lone is just a name I've been had, like, from day. I think the proper, proper origin for it was, um, so I was like, fuck. Wait, now nah, hold on. Nah. <laughs> let me cook. Let me cook. So my dad bought me like an Xbox 360 like, back in the day. Yeah. And then my obviously my name's just Naya. And on an Xbox 360, like we had a clan and it was just called like Lone. Why was it called Lone? Bro, I don't know. We was like 13 at the time. Like <laughs> I can't lie, we was 13 just like fucking around, like doing I don't know, doing up dumb shit. But yeah, nah, I'd be so real. It was just like that name with that clan name and then that was just not alone yeah and it's just been like i just had it as my gamer tag and then obviously i kind of just used it everywhere from that point so it just became like my instagram name and then my artist name and then etc but i think that's the true origin of that name 
affairs, man. Do you know what? Honestly, I don't see that being a thing. I'd expect you'd expect that to be more of a common thing, seeing people's game attacks becoming their names later on. But honestly, yeah, it's not it's not really a common thing that you see. Yeah, nah. I, I thought I'd see it a lot more, but I don't know. I feel like obviously I was like um I was like an Xbox kid back in the day. And I feel like there's always this like stipulation with like Xbox people because people were like, oh, nah, they act different to like PlayStation people or like shit like that. So yeah. I've always been like, I don't know, like I've been like, uh, like a game, I've I been a gamer. Like I was, I literally started like gaming and shit. And I was like on those type of vibes. And I feel like I kind of like tried to use like that, like aesthetic and like, trying to incorporate it within like whatever i'm doing whether it's like music or fashion or whatever yeah i get you i get you yeah tell, so what was the order for you like then because i know that i personally started with like playstation 2 and then i went to nintendo ds Lite, and then nintendo wii for some reason and then um so on and so on what was the what was the order like for you in terms of your gaming oh I can't lie, I think I had like a DS back in the day. And yeah. that was my first ever, like, I guess, like, how do you call it? Like a console, handheld? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had like a DS. And then I can't remember. I had like a PS2. I had like a Wii as well, like Nintendo Wii. And then from there was like, I can't remember. I think I got the Xbox 360 like after then, like. It was sometime like I don't know, like twenty thirteen. Like I ordered Xbox three sixty so like late because my parents couldn't afford it. Like I literally got the Xbox three sixty like the year like the Xbox One came out. Wait, sorry, when did like, you the twenty sixteen? You said now twenty thirteen. Oh, like, tw- I thought you were gonna say twenty. <laughs> bro, I was. I'm not gonna no, lie. No, no, twenty thirteen, like twenty thirteen time. <laughs> Like, huh, bro? 2016. I swear, that was like. I swear, it came. It, nah, it came out around like 2013. Xbox One. Oh, the Xbox One. Sorry, I thought you were talking about. Sorry, uh, let me be, let me let me go back. I thought you said that you got the Xbox 360 in 2016. That's what I thought you said. I was like, huh? Was this... <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Now, nah. basically, I got the day I got the Xbox 360 was like the day the Xbox One came out. Oh, I see, I see. Because my, my, we could afford it. Like back yeah. in the day, so it was like it was literally one of them ones. But bro, I still like I still used to play. I still have it like somewhere. Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly, man. And yeah, to be fair, the Xbox One and the PS4. I don't. I I don't know if it's a specific thing. Like if it's a specific reason why they both tend to come out at the same time because that's what they have been doing for the past couple of consoles now and probably since the beginning. But it's like it. it it's always felt like P like PlayStation has been at the top and Xbox has been like a secondary. I, I never see anyone getting Xboxes nowadays. It's always PS5, this, da 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 da. So now nah, I'd be so rude though. Xbox has fallen from grace. Because I can't lie, Xbox 360 back in the day used to be sick. Like like Xbox Live and everything, like it actually used to be hard. But then I don't know, some some somewhere along the lines they fucked it up. So, yeah, I I'd be so rude. I don't know what, yeah. what happened. Because the Xbox 360 was the PS3's adversary, wasn't it? And honestly, I yeah, saw the yeah. Xbox 360 way more than I saw the PS3. So, yeah. Now, shout out both of them, though. They're both hard still. 
I I guess, man. Honestly, I prefer the Xbox 360 design to the PS3's design. I'll say that for sure. But when PlayStation 4 came out and then PlayStation 5, those designs are 10-10. These recent Xboxes have just been boxes, fam. And it's just been like, whoa, what, what are these men doing? Like, it's just... Bro, it looks like... <laughs> It for real looks like a TV box, like a I sky like box. That last one looks it's so iffy. Like it looks like it literally looks like a, I don't even know how to describe it. But they, they, I mean, in my head, yeah, it's like it's an Xbox, isn't it? So like, if you're not expecting a box, like I don't know what's going on. Like, come on, me? man, nah, that's that's good. Red <laughs> said an Xbox. That doesn't mean it needs to be a, a freaking cuboid fam. The design team got no points for that. One hundred percent. Yeah, that nah, Microsoft took an L on that one. I nah, can't lie. Exactly. But nah, I always like, I always love Xbox, man. It always be like a special place in my heart because I just been like playing that since you. I feel that, man. I feel that. For me personally, as Nintendo, I'm not gonna lie. I've had three of their consoles: the Lite, the Wii, and then the Nintendo Switch as well. It's it's just beautiful, man. Honestly. What's your favorite one? My favorite one. <laughs> It might be recency bias, but I like the Nintendo Switch OLED. That and then maybe going from that to the Nintendo DS Lite. The DS Lite was so clean. It was just because I had a white one. It was so clean the way it would like snap up and then you could snap it shut. It was beautiful. I used to play Simpsons game on that all the time. In the day, I completed. This game was hard. It was so sick, bro. The fucking bro. I can't remember which game this was. Yeah. I just have memories playing like, I think it was like Modern Warfare. I had Modern Warfare on a DS. On a uh, DS. Yeah, but boy, bang, bang, like motherfuckers weren't there equipped, but bang, that piece of road. How do you play Modern Warfare on a DS? That's my question. With like a little pen, how do you? Well, do you that? like you play it with every console in it. It's just, it's like it's just. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's a different feeling than playing it on like Xbox or PlayStation. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But yeah, like. I feel like there was a period where games consoles were just all just pretty mid. I'm not going to lie. Like Nintendo Wii, everyone wanted one. Everyone and their mum had one. But it was like, <laughs> it was like, okay. Now the Wii went in though. The Wii went in. Do you, do you know what it is? I think it's just I only had a couple of games on there. I think that's what it is. I didn't have enough games to make the most of it. You know, like I didn't have all of the point and shoot games where you could like actually oh, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, it's doing like Wii Sports. That's what you're doing. Bro, <laughs> I love it, man. Now, nah, Mario Kart, I completed that thing as well. Mario Kart. Hey, Mario Kart, yeah. Bro, anyone on Wii, yeah, I'm smoking them. I'm saying this right now. Anyone, if anyone wants to want to me, yeah, it's done for you. It's done out for you. Is that with or without the little wheel attachment on it, though? Tell me. Nah, do you know how I, I use, like, the fucking, the fucking, like, nunchuck thing. Oh, like, yeah, I just yeah, plug yeah, it yeah, in yeah, and yeah. I play it like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Say less, man. That's Say least, less. A neat way to play. Say less, man. Do you know what? I've been on um we're we're on this games console thing right now, but I've been on Smash right now recently, as of recent, and that's the one for me. Like I've been like, bro. The other day, I thumped up my brother, and it, I felt so powerful because right now he's going through that you know <laughs> mini throw stage, and is like, yes. Ah, uh, he's in, he's in that mood, isn't it? He's in mini throw glasses, man. That's exactly, crazy. Man. <laughs> Exactly. Bro, I'd be so real. I'm so bad at that game. Bro, I've never touched that game ever. Like, I'm so shit. When I say I'm bad, like, I'm so bad. Like, I, bro, I can't beat anyone at Smash. Like, do you to know be what it, fair, you... nah, it's the, the Wii version. The Wii version went hard. What, the Switch version is so tapped. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't play it. 
it's because it's because the controllers are so small and tiddly, isn't it? It's like you're, you're it's so like... tiny, like you gotta do anything on it. But... Exactly. Wait, what what do you play now? I'd be so real, yeah. I don't play video games like that anymore. Like <laughs> that sounds tapped, but I sound like an old man. I don't play video games. I feel that, man. Honestly, everyone grows... Well, not everyone, but a lot of people grow out of them at some point. So it's like, you know, and if you're focused nah, you know on what music, is? then... I just don't even have time for it. Like, between, like, everything I'm doing in life, yeah, I have no time for it. Like, okay. It's not like when you're a youth, yeah, you're not doing shit. You just play video games, like, all the time. Like, I completely feel that, man, yeah. And, yeah, to be fair, like, I, I forget that I have a Nintendo Switch sometimes. It's like... <laughs> It's just one of them ones. I want to talk a little bit about how you started making music as well. What was um, what was that like? How did that or how did all of this begin? So, I'm gonna be like so real. I've always like been around music because my brother's a producer, so he's always just been like doing up music. Like he's been doing it like way longer than me, and like I feel like. A lot of like my brother's friends and like my circle just has musicians in it. So I've always been around music, even if I wasn't like making it, like I've been around it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then so. I kind of just like do you know what it was? It was lockdown. It was lockdown vibes. Because during lockdown, I was bored out of my mind and I was like, I'm gonna just like make a project real quick. And then I kind of just, that became Blink. So I just was like grinding and like, well, obviously not grinding because I was at home. Like no one was grinding, but I was just fucking like messing around, seeing like what I could do. And then put out Blink and it was like a really like, it wasn't like a, I know how to describe it. I wouldn't say it's like a popular, popular project, but it's like a certified hood classic. Like if you know, you know type shit. Absolutely. So, I feel like when I put out Blink, that's when people started like really like tapping into like what I was on and like just doing up shit and just being like, yo, you should really like hop on this music thing, like on a serious thing. So I guess that's what I've kind of tried to do like this year with like my singles that I've been putting out. And um, yeah, man, just we don't stop, man. We just keep grinding. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, do you know what? I do want to talk a little bit about your um first would you say it's an EP album or just project mixtape? What what would you call it? Uh I'd probably call it EP, I can't lie. EP. I do want to talk about that a little bit later on and how it contrasts your recent drops as well. But um I did want to ask about the so Blink dropped in 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah that like end of 2022 yeah exactly so pretty much almost three years or yeah almost three years two and a half since the beginning of lockdown what was it that was the reason for the big gap between when you first started and when you first dropped were there any other drops before that or was it like let me focus on my sounds the entire time and that's a good question uh I think it was kind of like a thing where I kind of had like songs bubbling like on SoundCloud and I was just like one of those artists. Um, I had a few songs on SoundCloud. Um, 
And yeah, I think it was one of them ones where all the songs from Blink were made and then I just held them in the vault for time before like they released. So all these songs that like from 2022, a lot of them were made like 2020, 2021. Like, so they've been like in a vault for a while, but I feel like I haven't had like the confidence to like put anything out until like now. Same with like, even these like new songs, well, new because it's new to you, but to me, it's been like, these songs have been in works for time. Like they've been in a vault. So I find it funny when it's people are like, oh, you're like, you're changing your sound, this, this, that. You're on a new thing, la, la, la. And it's like, these songs have been in work. Like motherfuckers don't know because obviously people didn't know who I was. So, exactly. Well, these songs have been in work. They're not like, didn't spawn like yesterday. Like I've just kind of just been doing my thing and just like, trying to just like make them pop off yeah exactly man exactly so what's the creative process like for you then because obviously if you've got so many tracks in the vault well from what i gather what would you say like obviously the whole confidence thing as you said before you started releasing music what would you say the reason is for you taking your time and dropping at this point in time Ah, uh, if there is a reason I at think- all there was, do you know what it was? It was, there was a few reasons. I think the first reason was I wanted to make something that's like root of my sound and like really like not trying to like conform to like, because I feel like in this scene, yeah, a lot of people are kind of just doing like the trap thing. Obviously, like it's very like Lancey inspired and it's very like, and that's not a dig at those artists. Like they're all hard, like, every single one of them but yeah i feel like i don't know like that's not really me like i don't want to force myself down that route and start making like that type of music so it definitely like took me a while to like kind of find like my sound and but i feel like sounds change like project to project like i feel i feel like if you listen to like my older stuff and then listen to these like newer singles they don't really sound like i like so I feel like your sound just kind of like evolves. Like I imagine like with this next project, my sound will just like evolve and then just keep changing, keep changing until like, yeah, man, just grow. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, It's interesting that you mentioned the whole conforming thing. Is that something that you consciously think about in your day to day? Like, how do I be different from these people? You mentioned it as your sound and you put a lot of emphasis on that. Is conforming or not conforming to what other people think sometimes let me rephrase that better it's conforming to what society's standard of music is something you consciously think about in your day-to-day when creating music Ah, uh, that's like a that's a really good question um i personally i feel like um there's nothing wrong with like trying to take like something that already exists and like put your own spin on it. Um, like even my music itself, like it's very reminiscent of like stuff Jim Legacy is doing and like a lot of like, other artists, like I'm not gonna come out and like claim it and be like, yeah, I made this sound, nah, 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 nah. But like, I feel like 
you can definitely take something that exists already and kind of make your own thing out of it. Kind of like, um, I, I don't want to give an example because I feel like a lot of people are doing that. But I feel like being influenced is not like necessarily a bad thing because at the end of the day, conformity comes with familiarity. And it's like, if someone is familiar with a sound, then they're probably more likely to tap in and just be like more intrigued by you. And then that's on you to like, I guess, just flip shit and just make it your own. Do you get me? I feel that, man. I feel that. So um, that's interesting that you mentioned Jim Legacy, actually, because I know that on tracks like, you know, your recent drop, Sex on Fire, um, it does have its similarities to some of Jim Legacy's stuff. My question actually in relation to this was about you describing yourself as a genreless artist. So I it was going to be more, would you take inspiration from people like from people with pre-made sounds or from a collection of other sounds? Uh, that's a good question as well. I feel like with, I don't know, I feel like the goal for me is to create a world where no one tries to put my music in a box. So no one is like, oh, Naya's this or like Naya's that or just being like, oh, you're this, this, that. And I feel like, Jim has done well to create that world for himself where no one really puts him in a box. And I feel like that's why I kind of like, I definitely like admire like his thing and just like, even other artists, like I just take like what they're doing and I'm like, dab, like how can I make it so that no one is actually trying to like fit me somewhere or like trying to define the sound because I don't want to be like, one of these artists that are like let me be in this certain genre let me be in that certain genre and like yeah I think that's probably the main thing I feel like in five years from now I want to be seen as someone that's like really like did not conform to like genres and just did whatever they did and it worked for them and like obviously I use Jim as a reference because it's it's working for him and he's definitely got his like own world and I hope to like build something similar to that and build my own world so I feel like that's important yeah absolutely that guy Jim his growth over the past like I don't even know how many months that album that he dropped just shot him up into the strat well say stratosphere he's not even uh, he's nowhere near the top of where he will be but he's gonna be he's gonna do something crazy especially after this album so it's yeah and the UK underground as a whole right now is the amount of potential it's got is absolutely insane. Bro, when I tell you this, bro, there's so many like talented artists like in this underground. And it's like, I feel like people sleep on it. Like, and it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so many like talented faces. Like every day I discover someone new and I'm like, yeah, they're fucking hard. Or like someone will like show me this and be like, Yo, have you seen this? Or you seen this artist? He's doing bits. Or seen that? Like, I feel like there's so much going like on that people are not like taking in, and bro, people need to start taking it in, bro. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent. Exactly, man. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like I feel like America definitely has a monopoly on the music scene as a whole. And like, if you're not from New York, Atlanta, LA, that kind of thing, or I guess Florida as well, it's like no one cares you know what i'm saying even in the do you uk not feel like, do you not feel like there's a reason for that though 
I go ahead, honestly, because I, I, I don't know what you're implying. So go ahead. I feel like places like, like I feel like there's a reason why America has a monopoly over like music and like the entertainment industry in general. And I feel like as like in the UK, we're definitely like I don't want to say we're playing catch up, but because I feel like the UK is its own entity within itself, but. Yeah. I feel like they definitely have more of a like let him cook attitude when it comes to music. Like I feel like in the UK, people don't get it until they get it. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll be like you can be an underground artist. You can be the hardest artist, yeah. But if no one's tapped into that sound, like you're not doing that show. Like you're not going wireless. You're not like selling out like arenas. You're not being played on the radio so like i feel like we're definitely catching up but i feel like they're very much like i don't really know in fact do you know what, yeah i use i was because i was talking about this the other day i'll use central c as an example because i feel like people didn't really take him in until the states took him in yeah and... do you know what i was thinking the exact same thing as you were talking just then i was thinking like the way the U the way the UK works is if the US they the U a lot of the time like obviously you get people like Dave who the UK just rates no matter what but then a lot of these artists if the US doesn't rate them first then the UK just doesn't care. Yeah, I feel like it's def it's def that like ideology is definitely changing though because there's I feel like a lot more artists are like doing their thing like and like bridging bridging like a gap i want to say like do you know Tola, like young Tola. yes yeah yt is that yeah, yeah yt i feel like he's doing a good job in like bridging that gap and like because if you listen to like his production it's definitely like a lot of like what like the u like us like people are really tapped into like he's kind of like on the like hood trap like type shit and like there's a lot of like similar artists like I don't know if you know like Xavier So Based and like these sort of artists that like they're popping in the states, but he's taking that sound and he's doing his own thing with it and he's making it more like appealable to like the UK audience. So I fuck with it like a lot of like I feel like a lot of influences are drawn from the states and kind of like I guess like just reworked and flipped and like I feel like we do it in our own way. My next question was. In relation to the, you grew up in a Ghanaian household, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that, about how that sort of molded the artist you are today. I know that academics were, in particular, a pretty big thing that, that had been focused on um, during your upbringing. But um, how did all of this influence the artist you are today? Oh... Uh... Well, I guess, like, it's a lot in it because, you know, you grow up in, this is even exclusive to me. I think in a lot of African households, like, I feel like music is just discouraged. So, you know, it was kind of hard to, like, convince my parents to be like, listen, this is kind of, like, the path that I want to take. But in my head... I just see that as like parents like trying to look out for me. So I don't really have like a, you know, like, oh, nah, 
let me do this, this, that. Like, your parents are going to, like, be your parents. And it's their job to, you know, watch over you and make sure that you're good. Um, I do do music alongside, like, uni, though. I do it, like, alongside my job. So, like, it's definitely not, like, a, I guess, a one, like, way thing. I guess I'm just doing it with, like, a bunch of other things. And, yeah, I hope one day I can just, I don't know, like, do music full time and just do my thing. And, yeah, obviously you mentioned your brother being a producer as well, which I just remembered. So, yeah, that's interesting that, you know, it all ties into that. Do you, do you produce yourself? You produce um, your stuff yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, self, I'm self-produced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what was the reason behind that then? Because obviously a lot of artists, they, you know, get other people to produce the beats for them. What was it that influenced the whole technical aspect for you alongside vocalising your uh, music as well? Uh, I think, yeah, it's kind of like this. Basically, I feel like the type of beats that I wanted, I couldn't get them. So I felt like the only way to get them was to make them. I can't lie. But um, yeah, I've been producing for a long time, actually. I've only been producing for about a year. Like, seriously, a bit more. Yeah, man. Obviously, like, it's easier for me because it's like, I'm only surrounded by producers. Like, all my friends, they're all prods. Like, my brothers are prod. Like, every... So I feel like I've just been around it, just learning from them. So it's not like a, like you, you don't know anything and then you're jumping straight into the deep end. Like I've been watching them and it's like, I've kind of had that like experience under my belt just by seeing them and like just, just them doing bits and it's, it's good to see. But I don't know, I feel like in my head, the main reason I produce for myself is because I'm me and like I understand how I want certain things to sound in a track so I feel like if I'm starting to like involve a lot of people like engineers producers I feel like my vision kind of gets washed out and then I'm kind of like well I don't know I guess just kind of to maintain how I visualize a song if that makes sense that makes perfect sense, yeah. Because honestly, yeah, it does get watered down the more people you add. It's like no one knows your vision like you know your vision. So it's, yeah. Exactly that. Exactly, man. I know that a second EP entitled Top Shelf Weirdo is planned for a release in December of this year. Um. Okay, so first EP was entitled Blink. Second one, Top Shelf Weirdo. Talk to me a little bit about the themes you'll be exploring in that EP. Um, also, just what where did the name Top Shelf Weirdo come from as well? <laughs> so, Top Shelf Weirdo, the name actually, it stems from a hate comment that <laughs> someone left on like one of my posts. Yeah. So, it stems from a hate comment, but I kind of just took it on the chin. It kind of became like a meme between like my friendship group. And then... In my head, I was like, my friends were just kept like mocking me for it. And I was like, how can I diffuse this meme? Oh, just call the album the meme. Like, then it's like, you can't even diss me for it. It's exactly. Like, yeah, genius, yeah. genius play. But in my head, I feel like it's more than that because it's like, I feel like it's like the truth. Like, just be a weirdo. Like, I feel like on this tape, I'm going to be doing a lot of things that aren't really conformative to like normal like music and like, 
it's gonna be a weird tape. So I feel like what better name than to just call it Top Shelf Widow and just like come that's on a, like weird vibes like Yeah, that's a crazy thing to call someone by the way, a top shelf weirdo. I could never look in my ID or comments or whatever and just see, oh look at this top shelf weird bro, I'm pulling up to your house. Don't ever call me <laughs> a top shelf weirdo, you know. That's insane. Oh, yeah, fam. But I think I don't know, like I feel like when faced with adversity, I kind of take things with stride. So like in my head, yeah, I'm always like, no matter what, yeah, no matter who, like, and I feel like as an alternative artist, you're gonna get hate. Like it, it's in the name alternative. You're not doing what everyone else is doing. So if I guess everyone just gravitated to my sound, then how unique is it if everyone could just accept it right away? But in my head, it's more sort of like a, yeah, just to take things with stride, move with honor, you know. If you if people are saying this, this and that, it's like, okay, let me drop this, let me show you. Like in my head, I've always been like the type to just wanna be like the underdog. Like I feel like my whole like music is just like an underdog story. Cause I feel like I've actually like came from like nothing, if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so getting a little bit deeper into your, uh, in fact, actually, we were going to talk a little bit about the themes you'll be exploring in that project. So I know that your first project centered for the most part around lost love and like, honestly, that was pretty much all I got from it. There were some takes on mental health, if I'm not mistaken, but for the most part, it was about lost love. Um, will you be exploring similar themes in your next project? And if not, then what are we uh what are we looking at for this Nia Alone project? I feel like um fuck. I don't want to give away too much because then it's like I'm kind of taking a funnel like away from the listener. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like people are, should like come to their own interpretation of the project i feel like i'm definitely gonna like expand more and i feel like it'll be like a a lot of things like um a lot of themes that i like focus on and i feel like yeah i just don't really want to like say too much i'm just gonna leave most of it to um interpretation of the listener but though one thing i will say is that there'll be a song for everyone like on this tape like it's not gonna be like blink like i feel like I'll have songs for the mandem, like I'll have songs for the gal them. I'll have songs for everyone like, on this tape. So it won't be like a, I feel like wh- whoever you are, wherever you come from, there's, there should be a song for you on this tape. And if there's not, then I failed it. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that honestly, I'm excited for it because that sounds kind of gas still. Um so would you say that you're close to being done you are done you're doing up final touches what's the situation saying i'm gonna be so real i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh i'm not sure and the thing is it's like i'm always swapping out tracks so in my head i could be done today and tomorrow it's like nah scrap all of this we're doing it again so i'm not too sure uh I guess right now, 
obviously both the singles that are out are on the tape and then I've done two more songs that are kind of finished so I kind of have four songs and I'm looking to make it like 10 songs so maybe like 40% 40% done but I still have to like grind and because I feel like the songs that are left are probably the most like important songs they're probably like they're going to be like the songs with the most like lyrical content so I feel like I actually have to calm like and actually like deliver but I feel like I'm planning to release either end of this year or start of next year so I feel like I've got time to like finish it properly like it won't be like a rush or anything Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And yeah, do you know, I feel like it will be, it, it will either be a great closer to the year or a great start to the new year. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know, not just one of those random ones that just gets dropped in the middle of the year that, yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather it drops like in December and then I close out the year and then January, I just hop on a new sound. Like I just hop on something different and then kind of like what I did this year with like sets on fire for this that was the sound I kind of teased in January. And I feel like I kind of want to just like, not ditch the old sound, but I kind of want to show different sides, like show that like I can actually do up like other shit, like crazy stuff that people wouldn't even know. So just be like on those vibes. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I want to talk about outside of music, the things that inspire you, whether it be um, within fashion, within nature, within uh, I don't know, entertainment, what inspires you as an artist outside of music? I can't lie, yeah. That's one of the questions that I hate because <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like in my head, yeah, I can get inspired by anything. Yeah. Like, I'll walk outside, yeah, and see a bird in a tree and I'll be inspired. I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, this bird is looking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but you're laughing, but it's actually true, though. Like, I, I can just get inspired by anything. Mm. Like, but um, I definitely draw a lot of, like... Do you know one person I used to look up to a lot? You know, yeah, Steve totally. Jobs. Steve Jobs, okay. That's, Bro, talk to me, man. Steve <laughs> Jobs was so hard, like, back in the day. I used to think he was the craziest person. Like, even, like, everything about him, from, like, his influences, from his, like fashion sense like bro everything like yeah he used to be one of the people that used to just like idolize fashion sense um, is interesting to be fair for steve jobs because yeah he wore the same thing every single every single day so. no but he he i don't have to explain it yeah all like all them brothers with bread yeah you don't see him wear anything mad like you know how all these like rappers and stuff they'll pop out like rick and like they'll be wearing like the most like I'm not saying it's a bad style yeah but you know when someone actually has bread bread when like they're just wearing a most basic fit because Absolutely. you've never seen like Mark Zuckerberg wear anything mad do you? You don't see that like he's mad. You don't see Elon Musk wearing anything crazy. They'll pop out like a white shirt and fucking like just the most basic fit but like I don't know like I feel like there's something about that that's just like hard like their minds on other things for real it's like yeah they've got because this guy elon has like eight businesses or whatever he's the ceo of however many businesses i don't understand how he has time for all of that in the day because that's you you wake up you're in a meeting you go to sleep you're dreaming about meetings essentially so how do you have time to focus on 
you five minutes of that person's time is worth however much money you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah yeah that's what it is but i don't know i just think there's there's like a certain like i'm not saying everyone can pull this off like i feel like i don't know like certain people their estate kind of makes them so they couldn't just pop out in like a white t-shirt like and just be like the same if that makes sense not gonna be our names but i feel like fashion influences bro i have so many fashion influences uh i used to be like back in the day it was bro pharrell it was everything pharrell everything babe everything like on that type of like aesthetic i was Mm. just like so obsessed with like I even bro, I bought these like beat up babes the other day. They're in the back, just fucking. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like recently. I guess like I kind of met. You know who, who actually like inspires me? I get inspired by like what people like in the ends are doing. So like people like like Slicksid and like people like I'm trying to think. Like, just everyone, like, just from ends that's doing bits. And, like, Sid was one of, like, the first people to, like, reach out to me and be like, yeah, your music's hard. So I feel like I'll always, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm inspired by him and, like, his wave because I can relate to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's an odd one to me. I don't really see myself taking inspiration from the people who live around me. You know, I feel like I'm more of a look outwards kind of person, but it makes sense. And that's how I used sometimes. to think as well. I used to think that, um, you know, you look up to people and you just like, you shoot like all the way. You just look up to people that are so like beyond you. But then I feel like everyone starts from somewhere. And I feel like everyone, I guess, like being from the end yeah everyone's goal is to make it out the ends but no one really wants to stay it's sort of like um i don't know don't know how to explain it but i feel like people are just like hungrier and like people have more of an incentive to make it out i feel like once you reach like like, once you reach elon level yeah you're gonna be like I'm not saying you won't have drive or you won't have ambition. You won't have, like, you'll definitely have those and you'll definitely have hunger. But it's not going to be the hunger, like, where am I going to sleep tonight? Or where am I going to, how am I going to get pee to feed my family? How am I going to do this? this? It's a different type of hunger, but it's still hunger nonetheless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I I definitely feel like, I feel like there's different types of, like, ambition, but I feel like ambition is ambition yeah oh cool before we begin to close off what can we expect next from naya alone um i know that we can expect this ep sort of in the short term in the long term is there a long-term plan are you just taking it as it comes what's the what's the naya alone um what's the next season of naya alone saying bro honestly bro come with no expectations man come with no expectations because i feel like People have this slight, like, idea of me in their head. And I feel like when I don't conform to that, I don't want people to be disappointed. I just want them to be like, yeah, that's Naya. He's on some different shit. Like, I don't want people to be, like, expecting this or that. But I would say for this next tape, like, expect the unexpected. Like, expect me to do 
shit that like you won't even like think I'm gonna do just like come in with no expectations and enjoy the music because I feel like when you set expectations for something and it doesn't meet them you just get disappointed absolutely so, man yeah just come in come in like come in open-minded and taking the music that's all I can say 100 percent um cool so my final question that I ask everyone before I close off um i ask everyone this question it is you are heard by everyone on earth for 10 seconds what do you say man that's actually a hard question (laughs) i tell him be afraid to be a weirdo because everyone was considered weird until it worked Sorry, so be I afraid just, to be a weirdo, you said, or don't be. A... Don't don't be afraid. Oh, okay, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. don't be afraid. So yeah, just do your thing, and I guess yeah, man. Don't let people bring you try to bring you down. Don't let yourself be discouraged. Then just consume yourself in whatever you want to be in. So if you want to be on some art nigga shit. Make sure you do it to the best of your ability. Like whatever you do, just do it to the best of your ability because one day you're not going to be here anymore and you want to die knowing that you did what you did and you did it fulfillingly and you did it, you know, to the best of your ability and you did it 100. Die satisfied. Die lit. Like Playboy quite said, die lit. 100%, man. That's an interesting interpretation of that, of that phrase as well, die lit. I feel that though. Um, I feel like it's important exactly man cool and honestly that's yeah very insightful very um very profound as well because yeah don't be afraid to be a weirdo listeners you heard it here Nia alone um do you know I think that's a good place to close off this episode so I'll just do the old close off uh listeners of the S plus six podcast thank you all for watching thank you all for listening make sure you guys all go check out Nia alone on all platforms um make sure you check out his most recent track stratford girl available everywhere and stay tuned for what he has next in store naya do you have anything you'd like to add before we close off not too much man hope everyone is good godspeed um take care of yourselves and yeah man i'll see you all soon facts sick listeners thank you all for watching thank you all for listening keep it real and i will see you later Alligators.